John. Jay. Hello. What's going on? Oh, you know, it's been a little more active around here recently. My youngest, he got uh, a stomach bug. And uh, so Monday night was probably the hardest night for me as a parent so far. Oh, no. Where he was up all night. He did not sleep at all. Okay. And was vomiting every 15 to 20 minutes. It was awful. And there was absolutely nothing we could do. And it was just, oh man, what? I mean, as a parent, you just, you don't want to see your children suffer, you know? And it was just very hard to, to go through that, to see that, you know, that's, that's rough. It was, it was hard. I did not, I did not enjoy that. Um, but he's doing much better now. Um, he was actually eating today and, um, so he's, he's doing a lot better, but so that's, that's kind of been (laughs) taking over most of my time. Yeah. Yeah. So far this week. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to the weekend. Now, is he, is he old enough to where he could try to like milk this for things where he's like, I'm feeling better, but all I could eat is ice cream. I guess I need ice cream. No. Or is this just like, please let me keep anything down. I think it's more that because he reached, it was sad. He reached the point where he was even like, he knew he was about to throw up and he would look at us and be like, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know? And it was like, I know, buddy, I know you don't, but there's not anything you can do. We also don't want this to happen. Yeah. Golly. Yeah. It was rough. That's really rough. Man. So here I was uh, complaining, like I got stuck in traffic on my way to work this morning, but like that is nothing. (laughs) absolutely nothing (laughs) but 12 hours he finally he finally stopped and went to sleep and good gracious he slept last night last night he probably slept we put him to bed at like seven and he didn't wake up until like probably almost eight o'clock golly like that is exhausting like that sounds exhausting to me like getting to a point where you sleep for 13 hours yeah man it's rough rough on a much lighter note um i know you've had some some positive things happening i'm trying to think my life is so like even keel i know you've had some good stuff because i've seen on social media pictures of you and meg we've been doing some fun stuff we've been going to soccer games you know big big fan of the team um a friend of mine who who has played for the team i think this is his sixth seat i don't think i know he's been here six years uh scored his first major league goal this past weekend so there that was go. that was very satisfying. Uh, I was so happy for a friend. I almost cried, and it's been a minute since I've uh, made it to that point. I was I was interviewed by somebody, just another another fan, a fan publication. He was like, you know, I have some questions. I want to run past you about your fandom and the you know the history of you as a as a fan of the team. And I was like, oh, that's freaking cool. And so he's been doing one of those every week. I just was lucky enough to be the first one. Nice. So it's soccer season is always when my social life kind of exists yeah (laughs) so that feels good yeah and i I almost mentioned this to jay before we started recording uh i have a a mild well not no it's it's an aggressive hot take uh about movies so oh boy for tuesday night movie night not this week but last week uh we wrapped up our category the 1960s with uh 2001 a space odyssey uh yes i actively dislike it okay i don't think it holds up it's an art film. It's not... Alien seems like a more meaningful science fiction pillar than 2001. The first... This is not an exaggeration. You can look this up. The first half hour and the last half hour of the movie, there's zero dialogue. It is like... It's shot very well, but it's just very confusing 
at some stretches and it, I genuinely don't think it holds up super well. Yeah, I can. I actually, I actually agree with this hot take. Yes. We'll both get canceled. Yeah. I'm right there with you. <laughs> I agree. Now it's interesting too, because you ask people what the movie is about and most people like you ask, let's say you asked a room of 20 people, you will probably get six different responses on what the movie was actually about. I'm going to say you'll get seven because you'll get six reactions from people who have seen the movie and you'll get a seventh reaction of like, what? There was a space odyssey in 2001 because they were born in like 2005 yeah, and they think it's fair. a documentary. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Like the, the, have you seen the, what? Like the stuff with Hal is iconic and Hal really is a very good cinematic villain um, is what a lot of people think. Like when people think of AI, especially with like, in the last couple of months, we've had AI art kind of took off on Twitter. Uh, what is it? Chat GPT or some something yeah. uh, is a thing now with AI chat bots. And it's just one of those like, haven't we all seen every science fiction movie ever where AI starts fine, starts fine, starts fine, kills everyone? Yes. So I don't know. Maybe. There's, a, there's a very good series that dives deep into that called Terminator. Oh, see, I feel like I've seen one of those famously on this podcast. Yeah, I think so. Go back and uh, find that episode. A one and a two and then a three and a four, kind of, and a and then a, f- a five and then Genesis, <laughs> I, I which is like the confirmed third. Yeah. In the in, in, in the trilogy. I really like we I think we talked about this. We might have been off off recording. Uh, we talked about Mission Impossible and how it was frustrating how they went from one, two, three, and then started having subtitles. Terminator them. was the same way. It was like yeah. one, two, three, Rise of the Machines, and then we're going to completely do away with the numerical. Yeah. Like, even even Fast and the Furious, like, we can joke about how there's literally ten of them, but you want to know how I know there are ten of them, Jay? Because it's called Fast X. Yeah. That's how I know. Yeah. Yep, that's right. Oh, my gosh. At least they're consistent. That is true. Yeah. That is true. Well, I was going to say something in, in response to your... Yeah, we... Oh, I was going to say the meme uh, that you talked about, you know, like somebody thinking that the 2001 was a, a, a documentary. Right. Somebody put out a meme of, of somebody, of a, a very young individual talking about, like saying, okay, now here's an idea. What if there was a phone that stayed with the family and only stayed at the house? And then it cuts to somebody who's like our age, maybe a little older. And they're like, Oh gosh. Oh gosh. How old am I? How old are she's talking about a house phone? Yep. She's talking about a landline and she doesn't even know what that is. I think so. I think a lot of things like that are people our age being deliberately dense. They're like, I'm going to say this because if you think about it, if you think of the impressions on like Twitter or other social media, that's something that just like that can't be real. That can't be real. That can't be real. If it's not real, it's genius. Because it yes. gets so many people talking like here we are talking about it. And ordinarily, I mean, I'm fairly confident we wouldn't have discussed it. No, but because it's like, listen to how absurd this would have been. Like, I, I'm all for I'm all for stuff like that. If it's like fake idea, if it's a genuine mm-hmm. idea, Lord, help us. Then it got me thinking, how old were you when you when you guys disconnected your landline at home? My parents still have it. They still have it. They do. Okay. Yeah. And it, so we got in some ways I'm kind of I'm kind of jealous of it because that's like do you have an email that you only use to sign up for things and it's your designated spam email? For sure. That's like their spam phone number. It's like every now and then it's like call from important person. Oh, we need to actually get that. But a lot of times I feel like it rings and it just oh yeah, it's just, you know, whatever. That's hilarious. 
Yeah, I remember um, my sister was 14, so I would have been 19, and uh, that's when we got rid of our home phone. Yeah. Because she, she finally got a cell phone, and then everybody in the family had a cell phone, so there was no reason to have a landline. Designated spam line. That's right. My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius. Welcome back to another episode of They Didn't Ask Us. It's nice for you to be here. We are, uh, I am Jay, and this is John. Yeah. 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 And uh, we're here for another episode with you, and we are very excited. So today, uh, we are actually reviewing a movie that got, I guess you could say, overlooked um, for us, uh, yeah. the Suicide Squad. Um, and the reason why, it, it, it actually, it, it's a good reason why we didn't review it. I ended up getting COVID somewhat, right when somewhat this aggressively. movie was coming out. Yes, very aggressively. And um, so I was actually in the hospital for 16 days, and then it was a very long recovery at home. So we didn't do the podcast for like, what, like three months, two months? Because it would have been, I mean, this movie came out, it was end of summer, right? So it would have been right after our regular scheduled break. Right. So it just kind of extended that. Yeah, that was, man... Yeah, it doesn't so, feel like it was that long ago, but it was that long ago. It was, yeah. Which is weird. It was. It, it's. It is weird. So that's why it got looked over. But we decided today to give you that review for the Suicide Squad uh, because with James Gunn taking over DC, we thought it would be a really good idea to review this. This is his first property that he was able to acquire uh, that from DC and made this movie. Uh, they gave him free reign. They said, do whatever you want. Here's, you know, just have fun with it. And so that's, I mean, by golly, he did. And um, <laughs> so we're going to we're gonna review it because, uh, and, and probably have some discussion. Uh, it'll probably be a pretty quick review, honestly, because the main thing is, is we want to have a discussion about what we feel like that will mean for the future of DC. Yeah. Like looking at this. How do we feel about that? Can can this be a foundational piece moving forward? Yes, for sure. So, but as always, first we're going to dive into the news. We actually have quite a bit of it today, starting out with the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Again? Trailer dropped. Didn't yes, we just have again. those? It does feel that way. And weren't they not bad? Not they were fine. The first one was pretty good. Okay, and then it had a sequel. I, so I mean that. And says then it enough. had a sequel, and and then and then they didn't make any more from there. Yeah, so. but the sequel had the guy from Arrow in it. We like the guy from Arrow. We do like him enough that I can definitely remember his name. Stephen Amell. Okay, you actually could. I was looking around. I was like, surely there's something. <laughs> there's something in here that could remind me. There's probably a Funko Pop. I actually saw so you I have used a Green to, Arrow Funko Pop. I used to have one on my desk at my old job, and he did not make it to the desk at my new job. So he is either in my car or in my garage. Oh, both sad places to be for a toy. Yeah, you're you're not wrong. You, you never watched Toy Story, did you? Uh, I have seen all of them but four because three oh. has a perfect ending, and I have no reason to ever see anything past it. You're not wrong. I'm bitter. <laughs> I'm no. upset. So this new trailer, you have you seen it? I have not. John, I didn't, did I didn't even know they were making a new one. I, so I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't either. I had no idea until I was on Twitter one afternoon, and they said the new trailer for TMNT drops tomorrow, and I was like, what? 
<laughs> but they're uh, they're already adapting is... the last Ronin. Oh man, that'd be so intense. I would love that, but not by Seth Rogen. <laughs> no, I need because it. That's who's I need... that's who's doing this movie. <laughs> I need someone who is hilarious and known for a very unique sense of humor to adapt this very gritty, serious plot. Like like Taika Waititi doing Jane Fosthor. <laughs> oh wait, that yes. oh that oh yeah, how did that go? Horribly. Okay, maybe we shouldn't do that. Yeah, about as hor- horribly as you as it sounds, really. Yeah. Um, and then, um, yeah, so Seth Rogen's doing TMNT, uh, it's a, it's an art style that I have heard been described similar to that of Into the Spider-Verse. Um, it is somewhat similar, the art style, but it's not, it's not though. Okay. It's not though. It's, it, I can see how it can be compared to that, but it's not. Okay. It needs to not be because the thing that makes Spider-Verse work in addition to, I mean, everything, let's be honest, it's perfect. It's unique. Yeah. And trying to, trying to capture uniqueness. Yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah. So, but it's, uh, it's kind of, it's gritty. It's a, it's a dirty looking New York city. Like you can see the grime, you know, Ah. in the, in the footage. PS3 Um, era. And and the, and the, 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 the mutants, the, the turtles are actually being voiced by teenagers. Huh. What a so, concept. Mind blowing. So they actually they they look like teenagers, they act like teenagers. In fact, I think it's it's either Mikey or Donatello has braces. So like they are fully diving into the whole teenage yeah. aspect of it. So with you with you actually bringing up the importance of teenagers voicing the teenage mutant ninja turtles, uh I have two thoughts. Uh thought one, I completely agree. I think it's great. Uh, thought two, could we get middle-aged people to voice the middle-aged mutant ninja turtles? <laughs> it's just like a, like the after credit scene, and it's just these old, old men. Well, I, that, not old, old. That would be like the old, like the retired mutant ninja turtles. But like, it's just the after credit scene, and they're just like, man, those were the days. And they're just like reminiscing like middle-aged people do, instead of teasing the sequel. Like, can it be like John Mulaney and Andy Sandberg and... <laughs> That would be like I love that, except for those like I remember those people were like foundational for my like ten years ago to now media intake, and then that will also make me feel old. So I don't I don't know that I want that. Yeah, truth hurts. It does. It's just the cast of Hot Rod. Man, if Hot <laughs> yes. if Hot Rod came out today, it would be a hit, and I stand by that. Probably, Gosh. probably under um, under. But yeah, I, I'm I'm willing to give it a chance. It comes out. I believe this summer sometime, um, which is funny that it's coming out so soon and I hadn't heard a single thing about it until now. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited about it. Well, not excited, but I'm vague, I'm, vaguely looking forward to it. I'm optimistic. Ooh, bold. Yeah. I, I feel, I feel it's going to be one of those movies that we're going to go see, probably go see it with my son and we'll leave and we'll be like, that was a movie. That was, that was fun. <laughs> That was fun. They need to make more movies like that where you're just like, oh, that was that was enjoyable. Yeah. Let's ride that again sometime. Um, What if uh, I thought this was very interesting. So what if was a animated series on Disney Plus Mm -hmm. that explored the what if this happened? What if, you know, thing, you know, the, the simple things that you think about, like what if Iron Man didn't have that weird goatee, like that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> but season two is going to give us a new hero exclusive, exclusive to the MCU. Um, and it's a native American hero called, and I'm probably pronouncing this wrong, but I'm going to attempt it. Kahori is the, the hero, Okay, but it's a native American hero. Has there been any type of, 
of like rumored power set or is it still everything is so under the, wraps? The rumor is that the test it's it's a, it's the the what if is what if the tesseract instead of landing in um in england or germany or wherever it was that they found it in captain america instead of it being there it fell in a lake in like so it's like know, hundreds of years ago somewhere in north america. native america yeah okay i thought it was yeah. current that's important that's an important distinction that's a yes. hundreds of years of difference. Yeah. Yes. That's cool. So though. I, yeah, I think that's a pretty cool, that's an interesting Wait, take. Jay, I'm now very unimpressed. Remember that movie that came out in August that we loved? Oh it yeah. Was a Hulu the exclusive. one about the alien, the one, the one about, about the, the thing that landed and the, and the, it landed and the in the girl that, yeah, yeah, it landed in hundreds of years ago, native America. Why don't they just bring her into the, MCU? I would be so in, <laughs> I would be so in if they made her like, if they canonized her somehow. Hey, do you want me to make your day a little bit brighter? Um, is it about a sequel to Prey? Because they're all going to get murked by another predator, so I don't know that I want to see that. No, it's who's going to be voicing the hero from this this Native American Is hero. it that actress? Sure is. So now she's getting typecast. I see how it is. <laughs> hey, you know. No, but that is, that is really you, exciting. If you play it well, like John Wayne. If you play it really well, you could end up owning a gin company. That's a shot at Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> And then also a mobile company. And also a pro-am soccer team in, like, Wales or somewhere. I didn't know that. Yeah. Have you, have you ever heard of Welcome to Wrexham? It's like a documentary yeah. series on FX. Huh. Ryan Reynolds and one of the guys from Always Sunny bought a soccer team. God. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah, no, I, I agree. But it's it's cool because he's um, like a cool dude. But, but anyway, back to what we were talking about. What if season two original hero? What if season two original hero? I'm excited to see what they do with it. I'm... Um, I don't know. I think that's cool that they're going to be making their own heroes. I really think that that's, I think that's a really good way to, that's probably a good way to do like a test trial to see like, Hey, we're kind of thinking about making this new comic series. Yeah. What if we introduce this character in this show? And if people are like, Whoa, this character is so cool. Then boom, there you go. You make the comic. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, it seems low risk because it's like, what if this works? And if it takes off, great. Yeah, they have a hit. And if it doesn't take off, it's, ah, well, you know, on to the next one. Yeah, well, we try. Yeah. Um, while in the vein of Disney+, Plus, uh, Willow has been canceled. I and will not that. be getting a second season. Shocker there. I, I, will, I will elaborate on what I said. I saw that Willow was getting canceled. I did not see Willow. Yeah. I didn't even see the, the uh, movie until, like, last fall. Apparently nobody else did either, so. Yeah. You're good. <laughs> it's just, you know, you take a movie that has, it's a very it's a niche cult specific classic. thing. Yeah. And you decide to make a series about it. I'm sorry, but that's just not going to work out very well. And then the biggest complaint that I heard about it is that Willow's really not even in it that much. I believe that. So it's like, why not? Why make a series called Willow and then not have Willow? Because you want to capitalize on the branding and try to bring it forward into a new generation. Maybe call it The Willow Awakens. Well, this new generation sucks. Or, uh... I'm kidding. Uh, what was, uh, The Last Willow? Or maybe The Rise of Willow? And I'm taking direct shots at the Star Wars sequel trilogy. And <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's what you do the to last try to modernize Willow. it. Willow Strikes Back. Re- Return of the Willow. Willow, a new hope. A, a new Willow. Attack of the Willows. <laughs> the Phantom Willow. <laughs> this is fun. Um... Uh, MCU, uh, Daredevil Born Again 
is going to bring back Charlie Cox mm-hmm. as a Daredevil, and this, and then and also John Bernthal I'm so excited. is coming back as Punisher. I'm so excited for that. But so that's very exciting. But what? the same day that that news but. came out, uh, John Bernthal is returning. Um, the people who played Foggy and Karen are not returning. They are not. So I, for one, am thankful about that because of what they did to him in She-Hulk because that was one of my initial thoughts when he hooked up with She-Hulk was I thought now I'm my man you're already with somebody else you don't need to be hooking up right hooking up I love that that's funny so that makes me feel a little bit better <laughs> yeah well I mean it's it could just be a multiverse thing maybe they don't maybe he hasn't met Foggy yet in the MCU universe I'm gonna say that MCU universe yep I like it. Uh, but yeah, so that's, I'm, and that, that series is getting 18 episodes. What? So that's really exciting. I'm sorry, aren't normal Disney plus Marvel shows like eight? To me, that either says they're really confident about what they're doing. Or, or they're really desperate. They're, <laughs> that. <laughs> There's no in between. It's no, either going to be amazing or terrible. It's either confidence or they're just talking a big game. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's either Daredevil season two or any Iron Fist episode. Oh my gosh! Yeah, really setting the bar low with that one. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Ooh, that was rough. That was rough. Um, so skipping or moving d- to universes, um, James Gunn has officially said that he is directing and writing the new Superman movie, mm-hmm. uh, which is still not cast. We still don't have a cast for that. But we do have a release date, which I read a tweet from him actually today, and I don't know, it hit me different. It does. I, I read that same tweet. Uh, he do do you want to quote the tweet or? Do I don't have it? it pulled up, so I don't want to do it in injustice by misquoting. Oh it. gosh, I, well if I I'm probably gonna misquote it, but he said something to the effect of he was talking to his brother about the release date, which is July something 2025. I think it's, 11. I think it's July, July 11. 11. I think again, and I don't know. <laughs> And he told his brother that, and his brother, he said his brother uh, broke down in tears and very confused. He asked him what was up, and he said, that's dad's birthday. And so it just puts a whole new, I don't know, for me anyway, I was like, that that hits a different place to say it like that. Like, yeah. that that's pretty special. Well, and it was, a, it was a multi-tweet thread. I don't know if you read, I think it was like three or four tweets. And he talks yeah, about the, whole thread. the impact his dad had on his life, even though he's like, he didn't understand me, but he believed in me. And, you know, that is such a, a key component of any good Superman story. Mm. Of he doesn't understand us, but he likes us, he loves us, he supports us, he believes in us. And I was like, oh, wow, okay. I was not expecting that from the guy who brought us Baby Groot. But, you know, here we are. <laughs> but here we are. Yeah. So I have a I have an idea for you and I know it won't happen. It's too big of a movie for this to for this to happen. But how nervous would you be scale of one to ten if they never announced who was cast as Superman? So you're walking into the theater and you don't know who it is because conceptually, I think that's a really cool idea in practicality. I hate it. I wouldn't be nervous. Exactly. I don't know. I don't know how I would feel about that. Like. I don't know. That's hard. That's hard to, yeah. Yeah, It's a tricky one. Well, I mean, what I, you know, and which is sad. I'm, I'm currently watching the show, but for the life of me, I can't remember who plays Superman in the new Superman and Lois. Uh, Dean Cain. Yes. It's not. When it's not, it's not, not, not in the one that's currently going on. No. Dean Cain was the one before Smallville. He was the, he was the TV Superman before Smallville. (laughs) I thought that was Tim Daly. I no, I don't think so. I don't know. I, I, 
there are like three Superman four that I actually can think oh, of off the top of my head. Oh, you're thinking of you're thinking of um, the uh, Superman Lois and Clark. Yes, that's what you're thinking yes. of. Yes. No. That. Uh, hold on. There's like four Supermen that I can actually Superman name off the top of my head. Lois. It's Christopher Reeve, um, Brandon Ruth, uh, Henry Cavill, and Tom Welling. I can name four. Yep. Tyler Hoechlin. H O E C H L I N. Oh, no matter how you pronounce that, it's wrong. Hoechlin. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Anyway, he is Clark Kent, and I know when they casted him, I remember seeing pictures of him and being like, "Who? That's not Superman. What are we doing?" <laughs> But, That's not super. But if you come around, but now. he is, I think the reason, and 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 it makes okay. So hmm, how do I put this delicately? <laughs> so here's the here's the here's the um, issue that that you run into when casting a Superman or even a Batman for that matter. You have two very different characters in one person. Yeah. So Bruce Wayne is, you know, Bruce Wayne. He's a he's a playboy. He's you know, he's flirty, he's flirtatious, he's fun, you know, he's drunk half the time, or at least he pretends he is. And but then he when he's Batman, he's dark, he's brooding, he's you know, he hates everybody and wants to punch everybody in the face. I'm Batman. Uh and then with Superman, <laughs> you have you also have two very different characters. You have Superman, who's actually very um confident and, you know, can talk to people really well. He's not afraid. He's not afraid. He, you know, he goes in to the flaming building. He, you know, doesn't, he's not scared of anything. He just goes, goes, goes. Whereas Clark Kent is, he's nerdy. He's dorky. He's clumsy. He, you know, he still is brave and will stand up for what is right, but does it in a very different way. Yeah. And so when they casted, for the show of Superman and Lois, they were thinking more of Clark Kent than they were of Superman. And so that guy plays a really good Clark Kent. Like he nails the Clark Kent role. Whereas Henry Cavill, I don't think he really nailed the Clark Kent role. He did really good what? playing Superman. The tall, stoic, chiseled from stone British guy didn't strike you as the goofy, nerdy <laughs> Kansas farm boy? Just didn't pull it wow, off very well. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Just something about him. Something about the um, everything about him made me think that he was not Clark Kent. Something about the sexiness was just a little too much. Wow. Jay taking shots at the state of Kansas. You love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But uh, so, yeah, that's that's why saying going into the movie and not knowing who's going to be cast as Superman, I think whoever they cast is really going to tell us what kind of movie we're going to be going into. Uh, now, somebody who I think did a really good job with both was Brandon Routh. He did a really good job with both. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I think I've only ever seen Superman Returns, like, on television. Oh, okay. So it's like it's got I all mean, those commercial breaks. It's chopped it's up. It's not there's, the best movie. There's probably stuff cut out. <laughs> it's not the best movie, but I would, at the very least, watch scenes of him as Clark Kent and then watch scenes of him as Superman. And I think he pulls both of them off very well. Okay. So like like how Christian Bale was for Batman. They both worked. Yeah. He did yeah. I was right. He did an excellent job with both. I was legitimately I was thinking about this the other day. I don't remember what prompted it, but it was very much a I really feel like we take Christian Bale for granted in the Dark Knight trilogy. I think so too. Because I mean I know we we've talked multiple times about, you know, who's the best Spider Man and, you know, Toby Maguire was this, Andrew Garfield was that, but Christian Bale held it down. Yeah. And like Affleck is, is underrated. I'm gonna <laughs> die on that hill. But I feel like underrated Affleck is still not as good as Christian Bale was mm. at both. Yeah, I can agree with you there. 
I can. Um, so, real quick, I thought it would be worth going over the Shazam in credits. Uh, do we have to? I, I just thought it would be good because we didn't see the movie. Also, we probably won't until it's on HBO Max. Also, for, for clarification's sake, for those people watching or listening to the show, uh, we're reviewing these in credit scene before the movie has come out, which is a separate issue. That is a separate <laughs> problem. Why are we able to do that? And, and the fact that, yeah, the fact that that's what everybody wants to know. Not so much how's the movie, but what happens in the end credit scenes. And I think the reason that we're all so curious about that is because we know that the DC universe is kind of restarting. And mm-hmm. so we're like, okay, so how is this going to affect future properties? Um, so just real quick, it's pretty quick. I will go over it. Um, so the first post, there were two post credit scenes. Like a like a um, mid and a post, or they have two sep yes, two separate ones. Mid. You remember when uh, which freaking Wolverine movie did that, where it shipped with different end credit scenes? Oh yeah, it might have been Origins. That seems like something Origins would have done. It, what a strange movie. Anyway, you were saying. Okay, um, the first post credit scene begins with the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker characters Emilia Harcourt and John Economos Malkovich. Oh. Walking through the forest, discussing the fact Amanda Waller has set up a meeting between them and someone. This mystery person sounds pretty important, but it's just Billy Batten, uh, Billy Batten standing there. They start by saying they'd like to offer him a spot on the Justice, only to be interrupted with a resounding yes. Unfortunately, the duo is talking about the Justice Society rather than the Justice League, and the disappointed teenager makes it clear he wanted to be on the main team. Billy proceeds to berate them for misleading them um, while pointing out that they could and should have used a better name for their superhero group. So that's the first one. Underwhelming. Yeah. Uh, which the first is f- the, that group is first introduced in the in Black Adam, which um, we, also we didn't know. See. F- I did. We didn't review. We didn't review. Yeah. Um, it was uh, bad. And um <laughs> Dwayne Johnson is not coming back as Black Black Adam. They have made that very clear. He is no longer working with DC. Um, and then the second scene. Can we, real um, quick, can we start a petition? Whenever we bring Black Adam back, can it be Kevin Hart? <laughs> yes. The Black Adam yes. 2 sequel starring Kevin Hart, but acting like The Rock. Please. Please, <laughs> in, can we do that? It'd be incredible. I would totally be on board. Um, so the second scene literally is just it so did you see the first movie i still have not no okay at the end of the first movie the villain from the first movie is in a jail cell and he's like scribbling on the walls and the villain is mark strong right yeah she plays such a good villain and then um in comes this caterpillar and the caterpillar is an alien from a different planet who has this tele telekinesis or telepathic or whatever telepathy and he talks to the guy and is like, hey, I've got big plans for us if you're willing to work with me. And then that's how it ends. Well, the second mm. scene, the second post-credit scene is literally just a reminder that that still exists and will come into play in the future. <laughs> and that's, I, that's it. <laughs> I don't know that it's possible to say how disappointing that is to me. Because isn't there, isn't there a leaked, like it's already been leaked that Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman appears in this movie? She does, yes. And that's not and either of the credit scenes? That's no. in the actual movie itself. It's in the actual movie. Golly. Yeah. 
how do I somehow care less about this movie now? Well, especially knowing that, as far as we know, she's not... Coming back. Wonder Woman anymore. I mean, from what we've been told, I mean, it sounds like she's not going to be. Well, if they're going to keep doing, like, if they're going to keep doing Elseworlds movies, then I would say it's possible, but she's not mainline continuity. That's true. But also, her second movie was so bad and i wanted it to be good i really I wanted did it to be good so bad because the first one it was so amazing the first one was excellent so i don't know um the while we're on that topic oh jay i'm scared uh <laughs> i don't like it you don't like it i don't know what you're i don't know what you're gonna bring up well i guess my thought is is how how likely do you think it's going to be that Aquaman is just going to be terrible? Oh, I wish you hadn't asked me that, because I want it to be good so, so desperately. Because I have heard some rumors that early... Now, it is early test footage, which, you know, early uh, audience screenings, which right. doesn't usually say a whole lot. But from what I've heard, it's not very good at all. So would you think the expectation needs to be closer to... Wonder Woman 1984, Aquaman I think it edition. Might need to be yes, yeah. A- Aquaman 1984. I th- Aquaman 1984. I think that's what we should start referring it to until we're proven correct or wrong. I agree. For the memes, <laughs> big big meme guy. Two Aqua Two Man. <laughs> Aquaman Two Electric Boogaloo. Episode Four: <laughs> A New Aquaman. So that's a callback to oh, the joke that we did earlier, uh, beloved listener. If you still put up with us after that. Uh, <laughs> and then in addition to that um something that has also come up suicide squad kill the justice league has been delayed again i um they actually haven't even announced a date yet yeah at this point they so it i don't know listen it's this is what i think well you you go ahead sorry i i have been in my in my advanced age uh, of 30 which i'm told is ancient in the gamer sphere um I am very consistently delay the game if it's going to make it better. Yeah. Really to yeah. no end. Yeah. No, I get that. But if that's because the, the KOTOR remake has been delayed somewhat indefinitely and yeah. I'm worried that kill the justice league is going to trend that same way to where we're going to be sitting here five, 10 years in the future. Just, Hey, remember when that thing almost happened? They didn't ask us season eight, <laughs> right? Where we're having to put in our dentures before we start the. Oh episode. no, we we actively take them out. <laughs> this is a. If you want the if you want the dentures version of the podcast, you have to pay to whatever platform we're on that doesn't <laughs> exist yet. I don't know. I'm making stuff up. No, I um I don't know. This is my thought. So they released Gotham Knights, mm-hmm. which is from what I could tell, it looks like the same formula that this was also going to do. Also, I think it's important to remember that this game started development eight years ago. What? So, yeah, this game started development eight years ago. We talked about this, this game, in our review of the San Diego Comic-Con. No, DC Fandome in, like, season two. Golly. Is when we first talked about this. That's upsetting. And... What system were they developing this for eight years ago? Is this a PS3 game? <laughs> Well, and the main thing I think to to consider is that what was popular at the time of eight years ago is not necessarily popular anymore. And so I think Gotham Knights is a great example of people are tired of the that I don't know. I Gotham Knights didn't do well. Yeah, which is a shame. The mechanics are there. It is a shame. 
But I think they saw that and they got scared. They got they and got they in like, one little fight and their mom got scared. We we <laughs> so we're getting the fresh Prince of Bel Air against the Suicide Squad. Gonna smack him into shape. That is a one year old Will Smith slap joke. You're welcome, world. <laughs> Me and Chris Rock so making I think jokes that, a year late. I think that they got. I think that they got scared. Yeah. And they're like, ooh, we might need to polish this up a little bit so that people actually want to play it. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's just my thoughts, I, I think there's a more there's like a whole shaker of salt to that theory. It's more than a grain. That's so incredibly plausible. It's just disappointing because no. a game where you play as the villain, like I'm kind of struggling to think of one. I'm sure they exist. I just can't think of one off the top of my head. What prototype? <sighs> Kind of. I feel like there was a morality scale in that game, though. No, that was Infamous. Infamous definitely had a morality scale, I think. Infamous did. Prototype, I don't think. Um, I think it was just a blow up the city. Oh, uh, AC Rogue. Okay, yeah. yeah. I would would argue you play as the villain in Assassin's Creed Rogue. In the the first, like, two hours of Assassin's Creed 3. That's why I couldn't get into it. It didn't, like, I never made it past probably the first two hours of that game. It was so boring, the first two hours of that game. That's why I bailed. It was so boring. Once you get past the beginning, it's great. I don't know why they put the beginning in there. That's disappointing, because now I'm going to have to suffer through that to play that game. Everyone says that game's really good. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it, it was just different. It was something that we hadn't seen yet in the AC universe. This is, we're, we're rabbit holing. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> last up on the news, uh, Mandalorian news, um, and just kind of some Star Wars discussion I wanted to have. The Mandalorian premiere for season three, which... I'm watching. I know you're watching. Oh, absolutely. It. I watched episode three earlier, like right before we started recording. But every season has gone down a little bit as far as the viewers at the premiere. Uh, this one has so season two premiere was two million, and season three premiere was only one point five. Right, but they're releasing it on a Wednesday, which is a point against it in my book. Um, they're releasing it in March, which is like the middle of other shows. And knowing it's, knowing it's a short season, I feel like a lot of people are, we can binge this when we finish this other show. Like the last of us just finished season one. And I know a lot of people probably were like, Hey, you know, we're already watching this one Pedro Pascal show. We're going to watch this until the end and then we'll watch season three. So that's not me because, you know, I was so invested in season three but i feel like there was also this the the marketing for it at least for me was so prevalent that it was almost a desensitization to where it's like scrolling twitter oh another mandalorian thing cool whatever and then actually like watching it the first three episodes of this season are incredibly compelling Mm. like they're very good well uh, i haven't watched episode three yet very good they're they're solid very solid season two is pretty good or season two episode two yeah episode two was was very good i was thinking like season two or season two and a half the the book of boba fett (laughs) that's right that's 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 why i was that's why i don't like book of boba fett we have a whole show about that you get it's in another episode yeah check that out it's it's literally called about boba fett yeah um so as far as uh before we get into the suicide squad well actually let's just go ahead and get into the suicide squad okay um so Typically in the past, what John and I have always done is we have, as a show is coming out and we enjoy it, we watch it as it comes along and then we do reviews on each episode. Um, we decided a few months back to stop doing that. It was really with, with uh, this season of our show, we decided to review TV seasons as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. This season. Yeah. And so we're, we're reviewing the whole series once it's fully released. Yeah. Um, so come back here in a few weeks 
and you will get the full review of The Mandalorian. But for now, is, The Suicide Squad it, 2021, did you have something Just to a question that I just thought about. Is this season of The Mandalorian going to end like right at Star Wars Celebration? I thought that just happened. So I thought Celebration was always May the 4th, like Star Wars Day. What was Wars the thing Day. that they just did where they released the lightsaber? The what? They released the retractable lightsaber. I completely missed that, and now I'm upset. Oh, well, I think that was Star Wars Celebration. Oh, okay. Well, it, is it going to... Is it the finale? Is the season finale going to be like around May the fourth? Because that'd be about eight weeks. I mean, assuming you said there's going to be eight episodes, you said I would assume because I mean this started with so, episode seventeen. So three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That would be April nineteenth. Really? Unless they skip a week? Huh. huh? I just kind of in my head, I kind of approximate a month is four weeks, and I know that's not completely true except for February. Yeah, March is a longer month. <sighs> Or feels like a longer... Well, it's got 31 days. Don't, so, don't I mean, we all? I guess technically, yes, it is a... <laughs> what does that even it mean? Is a, it is... I, I don't <laughs> even know. I, <laughs> your mom's a longer day. Oh. <laughs> um. So, The Suicide Squad 2021. Um, directed, written by James Gunn? I know you've got the IMDb I do, up. and it's going to freaking blind me. Oh, it's actually not that bad. Oh, no, it is. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. Uh, writer, director, James Gunn. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Now go away. So as I said earlier, this was one of those... Pro- so this project happened because... Um, Someone else walked away. Yeah. I want to I want to use a phrase. And I'm not really sure if it's appropriate or not. Uh-oh. But the Marvel kind of got their, their underwear in a bunch. Mm, I hate when that happens. Um, over James Gunn and some old tweets. <laughs> And some, I think some false accusations. And so they basically said, um, we don't want you a part of the Marvel Universe anymore. And so they kicked him off the team. And then DC was like, please, please, please. Yeah. And then DC was like, hey, um, since they kicked you off the team, you want to come for work with the other guys? And he was like, sure, why not? And then they were like, tell you what. We will give you all, you can make this movie, and we'll give you full control. You can do whatever you want. And he was like, deal. Yeah. Sorry, when I heard you say, do you want to come work for the other guys? In my head, I heard, aim for the bushes. <laughs> what a strange movie. I would be completely down with a sequel to that movie. I, I could so do that. So down. I could do that. Anyway, Suicide Squad so, 2021. Real quick, give us a quick synopsis of the movie. Okay. In exchange for lighter prison sentences, just like the anti-hero team in Suicide Squad 2016, a new batch of Bell Rev's metahumans strike a deal with the cold head of Task Force X, Amanda Waller. This time, her ragtag band of super-powered convicts, including Harley Quinn, Bloodsport, Peacemaker, King Shark, Polka Dot Man, and Ratcatcher 2, venture into the peril-laden South American island nation of Corto Maltese to find the Thinker, the evil scientist in charge of the mysterious Project Starfish. But as the band joins forces with an old leader of the notorious team, humankind is on the verge of extinction. Can the expendable Suicide Squad stop the new menace that could mean the end of the world as we know it? End of summary. <laughs> what happens? Wow, what, what, what happens next? I, Go watch the movie and find out. I actually out. really like that as a, as a teaser summary. Yeah, that was good. You want to know why so I like that just... so much? Because that was like four sentences, and the actual plot plot synopsis is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 full paragraphs. 
I believe that. Uh, the only reason I do is because on the way home tonight, my oldest son was asking me about the movie because I didn't watch it with him for very obvious reasons. And so he was like, can you give me like a brief description of it? And I was like, sure. Not really. And it took... <laughs> It took from the time that we left our church to the time that we got home. We lived 25 minutes away. Yeah, that's about right. Like we pulled up into the driveway and I was like, huh, because he was like, so give me a summary. And I was like, you know what? I should probably do that because we have to do that for the show. So I'm going to give you a summary. And then we pulled in the driveway and I was like, I guess I'm not going to be doing a summary. So that was really long. We've already been recording for an hour. Jay, could you hit us with a 25 minute summary of this movie? (laughs) Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah man. so it was so just fyi uh we are a very spoiler heavy uh podcast we we kind of do this on the assumption that you've already watched the movie mm-hmm. before coming to this review um so that's why we typically don't we we don't usually do a detailed summary of the movie we kind of just talk about it um so if this is something that you have an interest in i highly recommend going to watch it um just to see what it's about yeah. it's it's a it's a very hard movie to explain. It really it, is. Yes, it really is. It's not quite a sequel. Um it's not exactly a reboot. It exists somewhere it's in the middle. It's just uh it's just kind of there yeah. with some continuing characters, some new characters, some characters we've just forgotten about. And then some characters have been replaced with really cool characters. Like Blood yeah, Sport. Bloodsport's really cool. Good gracious, that character was yeah. awesome. Also, I don't want to get too far into this before um, giving a very, very exceptionally key distinction between the two Suicide Squad movies. Um, Suicide, Squ- Suicide Squad 2016 is PG-13. Doesn't have the word the True. at the beginning. It's the difference between Ohio State University and the Ohio State <laughs> University. The Ohio State University. I hate that every time, man. <laughs> That's right. Um, but Suicide Squad 2016 <laughs> is PG-13. And when I tell you the Suicide Squad 2021 is very rated R, uh, please know that I'm not in any way exaggerating that. Obviously, so the the brief summary that I gave a little bit ago includes like six characters. But if you at all remember the, the lead up to this movie, it has a cast of like 15 different people and like 10 of them die in the first 10 minutes. Not an exaggeration. That's, that's and it is brutal. Not, nope. This is like this it is, is a like very brutal execution. Imagine if the Red Wedding was the first episode of Game of Thrones. That's a good yeah. It's kind of what that's like. Yep. It's a very early don't get attached to anybody. Yes. Very much. Um I made a point. I don't know. Hold on, wait. I gotta turn on my, my self view so that I can hold this up correctly. Um, <laughs> but I made I made sure to say the <laughs> Suicide Squad. It is bold, italicized, and underlined. Ooh, the trifecta. So that you know this is very different from the other one. If you hadn't <laughs> held that up, I would have made a joke of like, wow, Jay, bold, italicized, underlined, and in wingdings. <laughs> I had an email. This is not a lie. I had a work email this week. Change its font to wingdings when I was copy and pasting it into something else. And the look on my face, like all the, my coworkers who were in the office, they were just like, what just happened to you? <laughs> and I was like, my email just translated itself to hieroglyphics. <laughs> so anyway, the Suicide Squad. Yeah, so like what John said, most of these characters die. Like 70% of these characters die in the first 15 minutes um, in a very unfortunate way. Unceremonious, I think, is the word I would use. That's a good It's word. very much set up to like, these characters are super powerful and they can definitely do this. 
And then it's just like, or they can not. Yeah. I loved how Weasel (laughs) from the very beginning, they all jump out of the helicopter and he starts drowning and everybody in the office in the, in the headquarters, they're like, did nobody check to see if he could swim? And everybody's like, oh, no, we didn't. And so he drowns, he dies, and then the very end of the movie, he, like, coughs up all the water and then runs away. <laughs> Do you think his... his uh, so, again, for those of you who may be unfamiliar... The thing about the Suicide Squad is they're villains tasked to do impossible things that you can't send heroes to do. And part of the reason they're called the Suicide Squad is because if they die on this mission, there's officially no record that they ever that the mission ever existed. But the flip side of that is if they are on the mission and they try to run away, there's an explosive device implanted into their brain. And if they go out of line, the people in the office, they just press a button. No more problem. Yep. So the, I, I explained that because the question I was going to ask is, was his device not working after that? Because he had he's dead in their system. Maybe I could see that loophole. Yeah, <laughs> it's real. Go on a suicide squad mission and fake your death. Um. So I was on the way home and I completely forgot what was Pete Davidson's character. Oh, I don't remember. Because I don't remember them actually saying that he had a power set. I think he might have just had guns. I'm looking it up. I'm going to get blinded by Wikipedia. It's better than having that. a giant javelin. Ugh. But we love Flula. He's like the internet's German friend. Um, Cast. Margot Robbie, Idris Elba, John Cena, Joel Kinnaman. I did not remember that Sylvester Stallone was the voice of King Shark. That's amazing. <laughs> it's great. I loved King Shark and Bloodsport were my two favorite characters mm-hmm. in this movie. Uh, he was a uh, blackguard, an easily manipulated mercenary. That's <laughs> his whole, that is his entire character. <laughs> That's his power set. Yeah. He's just bribe. Easily manipulated. Bribe me. That's his entire shtick. Oh gosh. But yeah, it's a, it's a brutal opening. And when like, uh, I, we're family friendly, so I can't go into descriptions, but Captain Boomerang throws his boomerangs and he, he, Yeah. He does some things, and I saw that happen, and I looked at the screen, and I was like, oh, so this is that kind of movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was always going to be that kind of movie. I didn't I didn't realize that going into that it, was, so I was a little... I'm going to be... I'm going to tell you a little bit about me as a person. Uh, that's part of the reason I was so excited to see it when it came out, is because... A PG-13 Suicide Squad movie shouldn't work. Like when we get the Thunderbolts movie for the MCU in a couple of years, if that is PG-13, I will be disappointed. I expect it will be because it's the MCU, but I'll I'll still be disappointed. Hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Let's see. Let's take uh, positive positive thoughts about this movie. Um, It uses a lot of characters that I had never heard of and then develop Mm -hmm. very strong opinions on. Yeah. And, you know, for the for the character of Peacemaker, John Cena, strong dislike, very active. You're not supposed to like him. I would go so far as to say you're probably supposed to dislike him. And he plays it so well. I gained a lot of respect for John Cena as an actor with this role. I think he's very underrated in general. I think what he does, he's usually pretty good at. But playing a good bad guy or a bad good guy, depending on you know your interpretation of all of that, is very challenging. And and yeah. I just alluded to it. King Shark, I did not care about. I did not know existed. I love King Shark now. Like even I have a friend who very, very much enjoys the Harley Quinn animated show and King Shark is on it. 
I've only seen, I think I've seen most of season one, and I can't remember if King Shark is a main character or just a recurring character, but everything King Shark does is amazing. Start to finish, King Shark is a great character. So, big fan of of, uh, King Shark. Uh, Alien Starfish as the villain, bold choice. Uh, Javelin going through the eye of the alien starfish, very visceral, I did not like it. Mm. Did you you actively cringe during that scene? I sure did. Because I was full on like, oh, uh, no, I don't like it. Yep, sure was. Yep, sure was. I was like, oh, no. And, uh, yeah. But, I mean, like you were saying, Bloodsport is so freaking cool. Idris Elba is so good at being so freaking cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, what are cons of this movie? It's it's well, weird. Real, real, real quick, I'll I'll say I'll say my positives before we get into the okay. negatives. Um, but my positives are a lot of the same things that you said. Um, I think... One thing that James Gunn did very well is he took a bunch of characters that nobody had really heard of before, that nobody had really paid attention to. Polka Dot Man. Mm-hmm. Seriously? Polka Dot yeah. Man? And yet he was able to take Polka Dot Man and make him into a very likable, enjoyable character that by the end of it, when he unfortunately dies, you're like, oh, Bummer. man, I was actually kind of enjoying him yeah. a little bit. Um, and just the way that, and in, but see, that's the thing though, is he does that with every character. He makes each character like you really get, he, you, he, he just does a good job of bringing a team together. Yeah. Could you imagine in the wake of this movie, if we were to ever have gotten, I know it'll never happen, obviously, uh, but if we had ever gotten an R rated guardians of the galaxy movie, oh, it would have been so fun. Can't even imagine it would like Can't. Chris Pratt on like free reign, do what you want. Unhinged. Uh, yeah. Um, Bradley Cooper as Rocket, do what you want. Drax just be a level. Drax being King Shark. Yeah, being or, or being <laughs> even more awkward than he actually yeah. is. That would have been the conceptually. I love that because there's no way it would have worked. And thinking no. about it is the is the only place that it does work. So I like thinking about it. Yeah. So that was that was the con of this or the pro of this movie was just the the way that he was able to develop each character, you know, minus the ones that all died on the beach immediately. He was able to develop each one to where by the end of it, like like John said, the characters that you were supposed to like, you really liked them. Mm -hmm. And the characters that you or the character that you were not supposed to like, he died. Well, not exactly died yeah but like when you saw him die you were like oh, it was good. it was very satisfying it really was and then the after credit so, scene ruined it because the after yeah. credit scene he is alive in a hospital and of all the people so this is um there's a climactic fight scene or i guess there's two they kind of the ju- they happen at the same time uh all of the team is fighting the giant starfish at the same time as flag is fighting peacemaker those are at the same yeah. time yeah from what i okay. can tell and Peacemaker killed Rick Flag, and I was very upset about that. I wanted Rick Flag to live more than I wanted anyone else to live, even Harley, because I mean, you know, Harley's gonna live. Just kind of the nature of how it goes. If one character has plot armor in the Suicide Squad, it's Harley Quinn. That's true. So when they when the after credit scene is there at the hospital, I was wanting it to be Flag, but I mean, obviously, I knew it was Peacemaker because the show had been announced before the movie came out. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. That's yeah. right. I'm. I'm. We talked yeah, about that. Like that's a, that's a bold decision. Like you kind of know what's going to happen to somebody. Yeah. And everything I've heard about the show is it's surprisingly good. I think I need to push and try to get through it and watch it to see what happens. But I know the first couple episodes I wasn't impressed yeah. with. But now that I have a better background on the character, I might enjoy it more. I don't know. I don't know that that's how that's going to work. You might like him less. <laughs> uh, that's true. 
um, cons about the movie. Um, it, it was it was a lot yeah. to fit into one yes. movie. There are I think that was a big. Con. There are parts of the movie where it feels very busy. It does the whole uh, Harley Quinn side story that went on, where she was like seducing the leader of the island or something. Yeah, I don't feel like that was necessary. Yeah, I feel. I wonder if that was like, hey, do you remember when Harley Quinn had a solo movie? Here's why we didn't do that again. <laughs> Maybe. Even though I'm gonna be honest, the Harley Quinn, the Birds of Prey movie, it's not bad. It's it's exceptionally mid, is what I would call it. Harley Quinn and Ewan, like, uh, Margot Robbie and Ewan McGregor carry that movie. Ewan McGregor plays a great villain. He just plays great everything, let's be honest. Yeah, he's good at what he does. Man. But, um, yeah, I think that was the biggest complaint, was the, it was too busy, there was a lot going on, it was, there, the, um, you know, it didn't need two, mo- two movies, but just because of how much went yeah. on, it almost needed two movies. I tell you the the weird thing about what the about what you're talking about is I completely agree with you. It's very busy, but the pacing of it, I feel like doesn't match that because the pacing of it, like mm. sometimes it's do, do a lot, do a lot, do a lot, do a lot very quickly. And then sometimes it slows down. It never it's never slow. It never gets to like how I talked about earlier. 2001 has half an hour with no dialogue. It never gets that slow, obviously. But it's like the speed at which things happen doesn't match like the the suspension of disbelief. If they need to get, you know, we need to you need to team up with this group of rebels who have never teamed up with anybody in the past. That doesn't happen in half an hour. Like you can't montage that. And I feel like a lot of this movie, they just kind of like montage things and they happen. So that that is a con. Yeah. Um, My two favorite scenes in this whole movie. (laughs) My first one is when Peacemaker and Bloodsport are like doing the competition yes. to see who could take out the most people silently. Yes. That was one of my favorite scenes. Um, that was a very character building moment. And then the other one <coughs> was the end where <laughs> Polka Dot Man is upset and, you know, he's like, I can't do this. And Bloodsport's like, Yes, you can, because that's your mother. And then he looks at the at Staryu, the the giant starfish alien, and it's his mother. It's a giant version of his mother crashing the building because you find out earlier that like that's his worst fear, mm-hmm. and he sees his mother everywhere. So there's sometimes where it will cut to what it is that he sees, and it's like the entire Suicide As Squad is his mother. They all look like yep. his mother. And so the end, he says that, and so he's able to fight the monster because he thinks that it's his mother. He's able to completely change the dynamic of that fight. Yeah. Because he's apparently OP, and no one realized it until James Gunn was like, what if I make him the strongest member of the Suicide Squad? (laughs) (laughs) It was great. It was really good. Oh my gosh. Oh man. Um, So... Before we get into ratings for this movie, I guess the question that, you know, the whole reason we reviewed mm-hmm. this, seeing this movie and now knowing that James Gunn, who wrote and directed this movie, is in charge of the DC right. now, how does that make you feel about what might be coming down the pipe later? I mean, there's an inherent worry just because so much of DC's universe building has been a miss. Um, obviously we talked earlier, Wonder Woman was really good. Aquaman was really good. You could make the argument. Those are the only two mainline DC movies that were worth anything. Um, the Snyder, I love the Snyder cut. It's four hours long. The average person does not like the Snyder cut. The average person hasn't seen it. Let's be honest. Um, yes. I like that they were willing to make an R rated movie. I want them to be willing to make an R rated mainline continuity movie. I don't think that's going to happen just because it's not as marketable. Um, I don't know. 
I there's there's an inherent worry on putting all of your eggs in one creator's basket because mm. Marvel didn't even do that until they were established. And even then, it was never, you know, this is what the Russo brothers made. It was this is a movie the Russo brothers did in a bigger context. So just idealistically, I guess, or conceptually is is a more accurate word. Conceptually, there's always going to be a lingering doubt that it's going to work based on can they go somewhere from this movie in terms of like a, a sequel? No, because it's not going to be it's it's already said that's that was it is not what will be. But knowing they were willing to do this is very encouraging because that's like the one thing Marvel has not been willing to do, hmm. if that makes any sense at all. No, it does. It does. And I think to that, what I say is I I think what it does for me is what makes me nervous about the whole thing kind of like what you're saying you're putting you're taking one well i guess really two guys and you're saying okay guys y'all are in charge of the entire universe Mm -hmm. cinematic dc universe the dccu gross better than spunk and yes (laughs) anything's better than that um and you know so they're doing that and that that does make me nervous but at the same time i don't think that they're going to be like oh well we'll just do everything yeah. you know i do think that they're going to get other directors other writers involved um but it does make me nervous that they're going to be in charge of what direction everything is going to go uh and i guess the main thing is, is i want them to listen to fans yeah uh or not listen to fans but take fans thoughts and ideas into consideration um and not just totally dismiss yeah. them. I guess it's it's for for what you're thinking. Are you thinking more of a the fans hated this movie, so we're just not going to do it, or like a Sonic the Hedgehog, where oh the fans saw this happen, so we're going to go back in and change everything. What was it? Was it like Sonic's teeth or something? More more that. Yeah. yeah. More like oh hey we released. Let's just say they do this cartoon thing that they're doing the com- creature commandos or whatever, right. and if and it's just not well received. I would hope that they wouldn't just force it and be like, well, we're just, we're just going to make it work. I I would hope that they would go, huh, the fans didn't like that and already have like a backup. Like, okay, well let's just do this instead. Um, I would hope that they do something like that. Now, as far as James Gunn, I do think that he has the capability to make this pretty amazing, really. Because one thing for sure is I think whatever project he takes on, he becomes very passionate about and he really has a love for what it is that he's doing. And so to see that, to see what he did with this, to take characters that nobody really knew about and made a movie where by the end of it, you're like invested. This character is really cool. Like I want a blood sport movie. Yeah. I'd be completely. How neat would that be? Um, like, so to know that he's doing the thing that he's doing with the, uh, the random DC characters that oh about Steve bless you muted that that right was on very top. well done <laughs> thank you <laughs> um but uh shook my brain up now I can't remember what I was saying <laughs> I've never thought about that brain rattling sneeze in the middle of a thought <laughs> um yeah to take those random characters of the DC I can't even remember what their name was but it's like the the random team that wasn't with the DC universe until recently when they acquired them, like he's, he's focusing on those characters. Well, now it kind of makes sense because it looks like he's, he's like, I like the underdog. I like the, the small characters that nobody pays attention to. 
and bring light to those characters. So it makes sense on why he's going the direction he's going. Um, I just hope it works. Yeah, I guess that that's really where I land, too, is I don't know that I think it will work, but that does not stop me from wanting it to work. I want it to work. I want it to be amazing. Yeah. I want it to be the best thing we've ever seen, but I get nervous about yep, it. Absolutely. So... So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm interested to see what they end up doing with Shazam. I'm really interested to see what they end up doing with Aquaman. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we got the Flash coming up, too. And uh, that's really going to give us a really good idea that's of what's going to be absolutely the barometer that we're... What is it? The, the canary in a coal mine? That's a, yeah. That's a phrase that I've heard. Yeah, that's what the flash is. It's the canary in the coal mine to see, like, okay. How are we doing? What? Where are we going from yeah. here? Um, I will say this. It does appear they have a much clearer direction than the MCU right now. Which is weird because the MCU is planned out until, like, we retire. Yeah, that's what they say anyway. Yeah. Well, I guess real quick then, um, let's give a rating for this movie. This one alone okay. as a standalone. Standalone. Where do we rate it? Um, just a standard 1 to 10. Yes, on a scale of 1 to 10 million rats. Gosh. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give it a solid 7.5, what is you say, 1,000 rats or million rats? I said okay. million because there was quite a number of Se- rats. 7.5 million rats. Um, okay. I will say, and this is a reflection of my personal media taste, um, far and away superior to 2016 Suicide Squad, solely because the R rating allows them to do more. And like I said earlier, the true Suicide Squad content is not PG-13. So from a baseline of that alone, I think it's better. But also, the characters are more compelling, the development is very good, and it's just... Like you don't expect it to be as good as it is, but you also don't expect it to be, you know, it's not winning best picture. It is not, it is not in that conversation. It is not necessarily good. And it's not supposed to be. No, not at all. It's not a, it's not a good critically acclaimed movie, but I would say it's very fun. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Seven and a half. I agree. So at the, if you had asked me how I thought this movie was going to go at the beginning, um, I would have told you that I was not very confident in what I was going to see. But by the end of the movie, I was like, (laughs) That was pretty good. I'm excited to watch this with my son eventually, maybe, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I was like, that actually was fun. I enjoyed that. Um, So I think I'm also going to... I don't like half scales, so I'm going to give it a 7 million rats directly through the eyeball. (sighs) Ouch. What a way to go. Yeah. And, uh, but that was... uh, (laughs) I forgot Bloodsport had a phobia of rats. Mm Mm-hmm. And it ends with him, the rats sleeping on his leg and he, and he's like shaking and he goes down to pet it. And then he, he falls asleep himself. Um, you know, I guess that's another thing to, to note about James Gunn is he knows, he knows that these movies are not going to win awards. Like he knows yeah. that. And he still makes them as but good that's as not he the can. Reason he's, that's not the reason why he yeah. does it. I really don't think he does it for the awards. He does it because he's like. I want to have fun with this. Yeah. So let's just make it the best that we can. Yeah. See, now you have me curious. Did it get nominated for anything? I highly, highly doubt it. Um, not anything super prestigious, no. But I mean, the visual effects. That's were pretty most good. of it is is visual effects, makeup, um, that costume, that design. type of stuff. Yeah, the type of stuff comic book movies are normally nominated for. Yeah. So very cool. All right. Well. Um, that was the Suicide the, Squad. The Suicide Squad. The, the Suicide Squad. Would, it, would it be it. really funny if they had made it like a, a short of a completely separate team and it was called The Other Suicide Squad? 
I've always <laughs> joked about wanting to start the other Ohio State University just to be petty. <laughs> but I feel like that would have been that that's the one joke. And then it's not even it's not even funny, but I don't know. So next up, um, starting in April, April 3rd, I'm we are so going excited. to be reviewing John I'm Wick so Chapter excited. 4. Everything I've seen coming out about people who have like seen early releases of this movie, like the, the critic releases, everything says it's like a 10 out of 10. It yeah, like recaptures excited. the vibe of early John Wick because and we've talked about this before. I think it starts good and gets worse, which is very rare yeah. for most trilogies. So the fact that everyone is coming out and saying this is potentially the best one and like everything's backing that up. That's saying something. I'm so excited. I just John's so excited he's almost knocked his microphone. I just got off super loud. <laughs> I'm very excited. I think it was the knob on my the volume knob on my headphones. I deafened oh. myself, and it was not great. <laughs> it was not a great experience. Zero out of ten. Do not recommend. Uh, no, but I'm I'm very very excited for John Wick Chapter Four. Oh boy! And at the end of April, so that's what we got. In- Jay, I know you're excited for this. I'm excited about this. I might pre-order this today. Actually, Star Wars Jedi Survivor comes out. Yes. I am very excited. Will I be buying it now? Probably not. I'm most likely going to wait. I tend to wait with most things. I don't know. I, I just, I, I get nervous about yeah. buying yeah. stuff when it first comes out. That's completely out. fair. And I'll tell you the one dumb thing that has me super excited for this game is there's like five different styles of lightsaber combat. Yeah, that's cool. I'm Like from the get go, I think you would have to unlock them as you go. But the skill tree of being able to just commit to a double like the the what is it jarkai is what ahsoka is that you could just commit to the two lightsaber fighting style and go with it i want it that's what i wanted in the first game and i didn't get it yeah right oh yeah i like it's gonna it. be a good summer it's, gonna be, it's gonna be a good summer i'm gonna say it i'm gonna be bold good summer all right looking forward yeah. to it well with that we'll wrap up but uh we'll be back in two weeks with john wick yes. chapter four and uh, we get to hear John scream and squeal about how excited he, he was. Hopefully, while watching the movie. Hopefully, and uh, hopefully, if that episode yeah. starts and I'm sad, it is not good for the rest of the movie. Oh dear. <laughs> but we will uh, we'll be back in two weeks. But until then, nerd out.